Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of the Assistant Files podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gilbert, and today I interview Brenda Dean, the Director of Operations for Billy Bauer in the Kansas City area. This is a really fun interview. I love Brenda's attitude, and I can only imagine how cool it would be to be a member of her team. Let's get started. Is your official title Director of Operations? Yes, okay. so far. I, I saw your Chief Operations Officer and thought, hmm. <laughs> I know. I think that title's contagious because Absolutely. I found it from someone else, and I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. I'm going to have to adopt that. As, well, I think it encompasses everything that we do. Yeah. And uh, people don't think of director operations. Well, what do you do? Well, you know, if you're the chief operations officer, you handle all the operations. It's not as confusing, I think. Yes, I would agree. And I've, I have like the title. It looks a little weird in a signature when it says COO, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I love it. Right. Okay. Now, how many people are on your team and what are their roles? So we have uh, Billy Bauer, who is our rainmaker, and she handles currently all the listings. And then uh, we have two buyer's agents, so Ryan Hempel and uh, Missy Hargate. And then uh, I have an assistant that does our listing coordination, and she handles everything from CMA to getting it on on the market, and and uh, and then I handle all the day-to-day, and then also the transaction coordinator okay. position at this point. Okay, great. How did you decide what part of your job you were going to give away when you hired an assistant for yourself? Well, I knew that uh, I love marketing, and I also love the interaction on transaction coordination with the buyers and sellers. And so I thought, okay, what it, what is taking the biggest chunk of my time and it doesn't fit into those two categories? And listings seemed like something that if we needed to get a virtual, we could, or we could have someone here in the office. Mm-hmm. So that, in my, in my estimation, it, it, that just seemed like the obvious choice. Yeah. Awesome. How long ago did you hire your assistant? We hired her uh, the beginning of July. Okay, so this needed her before that, but mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> beginning yes. of July. <laughs> okay, so this brings up a good question. How did you know you were ready to bring someone on? So we had last year we talked about it pretty much most of the year and had gotten so crazy busy we did not have time. And so then, you know, we got a little tiny bit of a break for, you know, maybe a week or two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the real estate market opened up and I was swamped and I was working 60 hour work weeks and the girls like, oh my gosh, we're going to do this for you. And so I went from being all things to everyone to just simply getting things done. I went, yeah, we we can't survive like this and Mm -hmm. keep the high level of customer service and you know the customer experience would have 
failed. And so we, uh, that was the point. We're like, yes, let's, let's get this done. Let's yes. just bite the bullet and, and we'll do it. Now, of course, that lends itself to time frame. So you're busy and then you're finding someone right. and you're praying that you will find them overnight. And we both know that doesn't necessarily happen. That's right. <laughs> Okay. Oh, and, and just quality people that, you know, they don't necessarily need to be in real estate or have experience with. It's helpful. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that's actually a little bit more challenging because they may have learned ways that you're not crazy about. Yes. Um, and so we actually found someone that about 15 years ago had a little bit of experience, just enough to like when you get on MLS, it looks familiar. You know, but mm -hmm. really hadn't done anything in the 15 years. Um, and I think that that was beneficial, but it, it wasn't completely necessary. You know, we, we could have taught everything that we've, you know, that she's learned. Yeah. Yeah. So when you decided to hire someone, how long was it from the point of, okay, we're definitely doing this until the day you actually, her first day? I would say three months. Okay. We we played with the idea for a while, you know, then we played with it a little more, and then we saw that business is booming. In order to get to that next level, we all have to leverage ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so my leverage was to hire the listing coordinator, and that was my next step. So it was about three months just from, you know, Billy and I sitting down, what does this look like? What do you want to give up? What are we going to do? Coming up with kind of some details. And then who does this person look like? Mm -hmm. And um, we have a very uh, positive attitude here at the office. Yeah. And so it's also knowing that whoever we find, one of the key elements will be that they are able to fit in and keep that positive attitude and flow going. Absolutely. We know that is just so important when it comes to communicating, team communication, and customer service, that everyone is happy, fits the mold, you know, works well together. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, that's totally key. And, you know, you're allowed to have a bad day. Let's just not stay there, you yeah. know. And even on a bad day, we're still laughing. Mm -hmm. It's situational, you know, mm -hmm. and, and even we all have different things going on outside of the office and we talk about those, but we move on, you right. know, and, and we don't just hang out there in the pity party room. We just go, okay, this happened. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. And then we find something happy, you know, or, or if we have a buyer or seller that there's been a challenge and we're just, we always say we're grateful for. So if it was, a challenge that wasn't so great, mm -hmm. we say we're grateful for the opposite of what happened. That is so <laughs> awesome. That's and it's for three and a half years that I have been with them that has really kept us in that positive mindset. Just yeah. being grateful for the things that we have and the things that we are looking forward to having. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How has your world changed now that you have this additional leverage for yourself? Oh my goodness. So on the transaction side, obviously not, but on the listing side to be able to see that our listings are getting up and and they're running, communication with sellers is 
amazing. And I didn't touch it. It's getting done. And, you know, I oversee it. And mm-hmm. so I still know what's going on. And I, you know, and I reach out to sellers from time to time. But just knowing that that has freed me up to like work on the business more versus completely in the business, if yes. that makes sense. Oh, that makes total sense. Because, yeah. you know, when you're working on the business, that's a little bit more creative side. Whereas yeah. in the business, your head is just down and you're, you're doing the best you can, which, you know, is usually very good. Um, sure. But when you're on the business, that's when you get that spark of creativity and a little bit of light and a vision for what it would look like moving forward, which just kind of keeps you going. Absolutely. And you're able to help your teammates mm-hmm. kind of come to their own visions as well, because you actually have time to brainstorm, right. you know, and whether that's with them or kind of on your own in your own mind, and then you bring it up during team mm-hmm. meetings. It's just absolutely, totally, it, it frees you up to be creative and, and move into other areas versus just, you know, working on yes. all yes. the tasks that, exactly. that are involved. Exactly. So how many transactions has your team closed so far this year? We are at 94. Okay, perfect. And um, what is your average sales price? Our average sales price as of today is, hang on just one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're at 246. Perfect. Has that changed over time, your average sales price? <laughs> it has. When, when I started with the girls three and a half years ago, they were at 176000 average sales price. Wow. So that's a pretty big jump. It is. How it is. You, and how did you make that happen? You know, it's almost like if you build it, they will come. It has been, some of it has been um, from past clients that it was time for them to move. And so they're moving up. Um, some of that has been people that have been in their homes for years and it was a very nice home and a very nice area and they're moving down. And so the two of those ended up, you know, kind of counterbalancing each other. But over the years, just more and more great referrals with mm-hmm. higher and higher pricing points. Mm-hmm. Um, I think prior to me starting, they had they had worked a lot more buyers on, say, like our 1-800 number that may or may not be in higher mm-hmm. bracket areas. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting so much referral base. You know, probably in the last two, two and a half years, we've mm-hmm. had so much more word of mouth referrals yeah. than we did prior to that. And so it's like, oh, my neighbor, well, their neighbor happens to be in the 350 range. Well, you know, this other neighbor, 450 range. And so each time uh, we've been very, very fortunate and it has just completely upped our average. The other thing that we talk about and laugh about, two and a half years ago, I decided that 375000 was a good number. That was what we wanted our average to be. So for two years, sitting on our wall, we have this, we are grateful that our average sales price is three seventy five, uh-huh. <laughs> And we had somebody come in today and he's like, is that your average sales price? We're like, no, but that's where we're going. And then after that, we'll go somewhere else, you know, but we always hang these little, we are grateful for and what we see happening, you know, and so it's mindset is part of that as well. Oh, it's so important. 
just putting that out there and seeing that every day gets you geared. You know, you're not thinking necessarily, how am I going to get there? But subconsciously, you're working on that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What are you guys doing to increase or ask for referrals? Have that has that been a natural output from good customer service or are you proactively and systematically going after those referrals? We do a little bit of both. So Several years ago, we started doing monthly pot buys. So each team member has 25 little pot buy gifts that they are responsible to pot buy and see someone that has closed. You know, usually if they close this month, they will get one next month and then they just fall into we've we've uh, delegated ABC for our clients as far as, you know, who gives us referrals. Mm -hmm. So obviously those A's we see every month. then we implemented doing larger parties every year. And then recently, um, we've started doing happy hours, which the nicest part of those is we'll have our large get togethers. But then the happy hours, we get about 20, 25 people. So you can actually reach them on a more personal level. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten referrals from that. And so, you know, we've just activity after activity, our first we always did a summer barbecue Mm -hmm. and got some okay response. And then about two years ago, we did a Santa, like a a morning breakfast with Santa. And after that, our referral business just skyrocketed. Like in January alone of 2015, after we'd had that, we ended up getting, I want to say 11 referrals. Wow. And just and we really can base it off of that. And I think it was that extra like that touch, like they finally got it that we care about them. We care about their families. We mm-hmm. want to be involved with them. Mm-hmm. And so after that, everything we had, we had an A plus event, you know, a couple months later and and ended up having, you know, 50 people to this very nice sit down dinner. And then, you know, we moved into our summer. So then that next barbecue, we had 165 people and they brought their kids and we, you know, and it was, it's just, it's like people finally get it. The pot buys help them see, oh my gosh, this is so fun. They think of us and they're like, oh, that's so thoughtful. You know, one of the, um, one of the monthly happy hours that we just had oh, you guys do so much for us. This is so sweet. And we're like, well, we care about you and we want to make sure that you know how much we appreciate you thinking of us and keeping us top of mind. Mm-hmm. And just just building that relationship is where, you know, we've seen the business grow because it, we are up in the last three and a half years over 125%. And awesome. it is relationships. We can totally, you know, when we have the breakfast with Santa on the 10th of December this year, Mm -hmm. we know we will get at least 11 referrals in January. Yeah. And it's just, it's just little, you know, building that momentum. And, you know, we get to the point, like right now we're at that point where we've, we've touched them a lot. We've seen them a lot. We do our monthly mailings to them and, and you can just feel it bubbling. You can feel the energy and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till December and January. (laughs) Right, right. So what I'm hearing then is that consistency is the key to making all of that work because you didn't just do one or two things. You're doing a lot of things on a regular basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Reaching out, touching them 
every month, every other month, and and making sure that um, we're calling them, we're writing them notes. You know, mm-hmm. if and it's like every other month we call, every other month they get a note. You know, and then they might get a pop by, and so it's just constantly reminding them. And we hear all the time, "Oh my goodness, you guys follow up." So well, we have never worked with a realtor, you know, people that move into town. Oh my goodness. We have never worked with a realtor that that has followed up and been so good keeping in touch with us. That is so cool. Do you guys do anything um, for like a one year home purchase anniversary or two or three? Do Do you do anything on their anniversary for their home purchase? So other than a note and a call. So like, a week out from closing, a month, six months, and twelve months, we do a we do a call and a note. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, other than like they will, uh, they will get invited to all the special events okay. the year after they close. Mm-hmm. Um, when they provide us with a referral, they stay on that list to be invited to everything. Okay, uh, if for whatever reason they're not sharing those referrals with us, Mm -hmm. then they might fall like, like they go in as a B, you Mm -hmm. know, Oh my goodness, they close. And at the end of that year, you know, they get to stay on another year. Well then that next year, if we didn't see any referrals from them, then we understand we're not top of mind for them and they might move down to a C. Yep. Um, If that year they do, then they move back up. And so we've just tried to keep, yeah. And so for the anniversary, other than the call and the note, it's more like we have those parties. We specifically invite them and we may even say, hey, you know, you closed last year. We would love to invite you to our special A-plus event. Cool. And they get, a, they get an invitation to that that's, that's more like a wedding invitation. It's kind of fancy and it makes them feel very special and, and it's, you know, exclusive and, you know, by invitation only kind of thing, you know, uh-huh. because it really is. Yes. And just sets that mood and understanding that you're extremely important. And the fact that you closed with us, you know, last month within the last 12 months is we love that and mm-hmm. we appreciate you kind of thing. Perfect. I love that. Yeah, we're starting to grow our referral business as well. And, you know, 50% of our business comes from referrals and past clients anyway. And we are moving into very much the same thing that you're doing in order to just get more of that and capitalize on the relationships that we've already built over the years. Uh, because our agents aren't, just aren't fond of making phone calls even people <laughs> that they, you know, have done business with already and who like us, they just feel weird calling, you know, even every quarter to say, hey, how are you? Because they feel like they don't have anything to talk about. Well, if you're inviting them to events or yes. stopping by their house with a very small gift just to say, hey, you know, this is for you, that makes it much more easy to build that relationship, like you said, and to continue the relationship. Absolutely. And, and the, you know, that's the beauty of the pop buys. So the A's are every month, the B's are every other, the C's are every quarter. So you know that you could follow up and say, hey, I missed you at the door. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Those events, the little pop buys, all of that lends itself to making a phone call that's not awkward. Yes. 
Exactly. You have a re- you have a purpose. Yes. I love and that. And then they're oh. Yep. And they get they get so excited. I mean, we give funny little things and they all have funny little sayings and mm-hmm. and they they crack up when they see us. You know, it might be measuring cups. It might be I think last year we did an oven mitt and you know, thanks right. for helping us warm up the referrals. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and and always thanking them and and it makes those funny little pieces make it easier for our buyer's agents and and Billy to make that phone call because they call between nine and 11 every day. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. I love having a window in the morning for the agents to call because then they're not coming in and bugging us with the stuff that they need (laughs) until later in the day. And that gives us a window to focus on our stuff as well. I love that. Absolutely. Help us help you. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Brenda, what is your DISC profile? I am an IS, very high I. Very high IS. And what very is, um, what's Billy's? Billy is a DI. Okay. Which leads me to my next question then. Have you and Billy ever had any communication issues? Well, no. It's funny because I my disc, I have decided, evidently starts to mirror someone that I'm with when I'm with them. So (laughs) when she and I are together, like we communicate really and we brainstorm. Oh my goodness. Like she, she'll come up with an idea and I'll, you know, and we both bounce back and forth until we come up with what we think is just amazing, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah. So thankfully, I don't know that we've ever had a point where we've not been able to communicate. Thank heavens. That's awesome. That's great. I, I, my uh, buyer's agent is SI and he has that same ability to just sort of mirror and match whoever that he's with and make them feel comfortable and thus open the doors of communication because I think he's very self-aware of, of how the other person is behaving and to just be a chameleon and take right. that on. Um, people just love working with him because he is very much like that. He just goes with what they want, and then they just think he's the greatest because they're <laughs> he's very similar to them. So that works out well. No, I will say I will say I don't always go along with what she says. Yeah, <laughs> but we still communicate. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't. You know, we're both thankfully at a place we've been together long enough Mm -hmm. that we both listen to each other's opinion. And sometimes, you know, I will say, ah, yes, I needed that other piece of information. Now I get it. Or Mm -hmm. she'll say, ah, okay. Yes, you're right. You know, and (laughs) yes, but thankfully that is awesome. We do communicate really well. Well, good. Well then what was the hardest lesson you had to learn in your role as director of operations? The word no. (laughs) (laughs) And I know I still I still don't usually say no. Um, I will say, you know, I'm not able to do that right now. However, if it would work for you, I'd be happy to do it. Da da da. Um, We have someone out sick today. And so filling in for that and knowing that I'm going to be out of town a couple days, you know, revamping that. 
some one of the buyer's agents needed something. Mm -hmm. And so I did actually have to, in a roundabout way, say no, but mm -hmm. I generally go about it in a PC way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah, I would say saying no. Saying no is, is tough. Yeah. So I just, I reword it. I don't generally say no. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So what you're talking about is more about setting boundaries as far as. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and for me, it's easy for me to get them to time block. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a, I don't really like black and white. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of time blocking, it feels painful. However, I did tell them and I agreed that I would try it on certain days of the week to see if it helps me be more efficient. Yes. <laughs> so, that we, so we are just starting it. So I will, I will okay. let you know. I okay. will let you know. I, uh, I know now Thursdays, like if I weren't on the phone with you, I would be on the phone with buyers and sellers. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is actually a time that I generally time block. I started to do it in the mornings from 9 to 11 when, you know, the rest of the team is doing their lead gen. Mm -hmm. and it was just a little too hard to communicate. Yeah. Plus, if they happen to have that particular buyer or seller on their list, we might be double duty. And then at least later in the day, I will know what they talked about. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, and so I, I do actually time block a little bit for that. Um, but when we got so crazy busy and I did not have an assistant, that actually went by the wayside. There, there was no time blocking. There was no, you know, there was not that weekly. It was when I needed to, I would call mm -hmm. the sellers. And, and uh, so I do time block that, but I'm going to have maybe a little more structure. I did tell them that, all right, there are going to be some open times. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> right. I need gray area. I have to have gray area. Right. Well, and it's, it is easy when, when something just pops up out of nowhere it's easy to say, you know what, I have the time right now to just handle it and put the fire out or help yes. with what you need in the moment rather yes. than being so stuck on a time block that you're like, no, I'm in this time block right now. How about three o'clock today? Um, having that flexibility is nice. And that's what I gained when I hired our transaction manager um, she runs all of the transactions for me so that I'm doing all of the listing side of things and the marketing for the team. And because that role is a little bit smaller than the transactions, even in the busy time, there's not as much going on with that as there is on the transactions. Um, I have more flexibility in my schedule. So I will block a couple of hours a day just for that. And for the most part, the rest of my time is very much free to work on special projects like events and getting this referral um, program going, that kind of thing. So nice. definitely, yeah, having the flexibility is nice, yet you have to weigh how flexible am I going to be versus how reactive does that make me? And so planning on what you're going to do during your flex time is important as well. And not, right. letting, Absolutely. not just letting the phone run you or your email take over your day or, you know, being reactionary that way. You have to have a plan. Okay. These are the projects I need to work on, or this is the listing I need to put on the market um, is definitely helpful for me. 
I love it. Yeah. What would you say, this is kind of a fun question, what is your administrative superpower? Hmm. I'm going to say this. You're going to laugh. Re- reading people's minds. Yes. <laughs> How did you develop uh, that superpower, Brenda? I have no idea. I'm I'm very intuitive. Mm. And so Billy can open her mouth and I will finish her sentence. Or Missy will say, I need, and I already have it on her desk. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, and even situational, we, we're, not, we're not sure what's happening with a seller or we're not sure what's happening with a buyer. Someone knows that there's something going on in the personal life, da-da-da, and I will call it nine times out of ten what is going on. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's a little that, spooky. <laughs> that is a little creepy, but it's it really is. creepy. I would say that that would be that would be a very handy superpower. Uh, I gotta well, and it's funny because it's really, it's almost like I use context clues, you uh, know, and the more, the more little bits of information that most people don't put together, the more I know. And so here's a funny, fun one. So Miss Ryan is pregnant due in February. Well, we did not know. She wasn't really going to tell anybody for a while. She just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Mm-hmm. So, this one day, we are heading to two weeks before Lance Loken's first KPA in Kansas City class. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ryan says, oh, I said, you know, I think that Friday afternoon was extended. Uh, she's like, oh, I have a doctor appointment I can't get out of. So the way my brain works, doctor appointment, can't get out of. Wonder if she's pregnant. Why uh-huh. wouldn't she be able to get out of a doctor appointment? So don't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Flash forward two weeks, Friday, we're at Lance Loken's. She's like, hey, I'm headed to my doctor appointment. Billy sits down and she's like, oh, where's Ryan? And I said, well, remember she had that doctor appointment. I laugh and I say, wouldn't it be funny? I bet it's a doctor appointment. I bet she's pregnant. Billy, being the vault that she is, she doesn't say anything. She has to turn away. Mm-hmm. And so here we are, flash forward to July. We're at lunch. All of a sudden, Ryan tells us, and I go, I knew it. And Missy on our team goes, how did you know it? What were your clues? And so I gave her the little, she's like, seriously, that's what you got that from? Uh-huh. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and so cool at the same time. Yes, yes. I did the same thing when Miss Ryan was going to be asked to be her fiance. Well, he wasn't her fiance at the time. Uh-huh. He was her boyfriend. Uh-huh. Billy says to me, oh, would you and Chris, we have some extra tickets to go tour the Chiefs Stadium. Would you like to join us? I was like, you know, we would love that. We'll just come back from our little weekend trip early. Mm-hmm. So we go on, we go out, and I and I look at her and I go, oh, wouldn't it be funny? I said, that'd be so fitting as much as Ryan loves the Chiefs if he asked her to marry him that day. <sighs> Flash forward, he <laughs> asks her early, Billy admits, oh my gosh, I about died when you said that because that's exactly what the plan was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's kind of fun, sometimes yeah. kind of creepy. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to know that I know this, uh-huh. but somehow I just, my gut, I just know it. So, yes. you know? That is so cool. Uh, yeah, no, that's very, you know, that's very true. I, 
I've been able to do that a little bit with Ron, my agent, just from knowing him for so long and knowing, knowing the kinds of things that worry him. So when he's like, Oh, I meant to ask you about XYZ project. I'm like, Oh yeah, I already did that. I just forgot to tell you. Um, (laughs) You know, it's, it's that kind of stuff or I'll hear him on the phone talking to a seller and I know that he's about to go on a listing appointment and I'll already put the listing documents together and put it on his desk. And by the time he's done all, he's already got it and ready to go. So yeah, it's kind of the, the paying attention as well. Absolutely. You know, those little clues, those little things that alert you to what uh, might be important in the future and then taking an action step in that direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think in some ways like that intuitiveness helps when, when I'm talking to a seller and I say something and then later Billy's talking to the seller, she's telling them the exact same thing or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And we talk later or the seller says, Oh, that's what Billy said. Oh, that's what Brenda said. And you're like, yes. Yes. Just being like, like you said, knowing them well enough that Mm -hmm. you can have that conversation and you're both on that same page. Yes. And I got to tell you, telling the seller the same thing twice is not a bad thing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's like, yes, yes, you tell her the same thing about that lovely, lovely picture that she just loves. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Too Uh, funny. Well, if you could narrow it down to just one thing that has contributed to your team's success, what would that be? Gratitude. Tell me about that. Every, we started, so, okay, three and a half years ago, I started with them. They'd had some challenges with uh, assistance. Mm -hmm. When I started, we weren't thinking mindset. We weren't thinking gratitude. So flash forward, and and we we would maybe hang out in negative places a little Mm -hmm. too long. Mm-hmm. Flash forward the next year, we're up 64%. And I can completely contribute that and to this day to the fact that we are so grateful. We we have a gratitude jar. We write in. We write, I am so grateful for. And then we say what it is. Mm-hmm. And it could be something that's happened. It could be something that was negative. We've turned into a positive on that gratitude. Or it could be something we want to happen in the future. And when we business plan, we also think of it as what we're grateful for. So next year, we are grateful for getting to 35 million, you know, and, mm-hmm. and having people believe in us. So I would say gratitude. Gratitude has been everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it keeps us in the right mindset, too. So that doesn't hurt. That is awesome. I, you know, that's actually quite unique. I've not heard someone doing gratitude specifically. And I totally love that because people buy into that. You know, that's a, that's a culture thing for sure. Um, Yes. And and it's something that people can latch onto and find meaning in and being happy and coming to work every day in a place where people are happy and grateful. Just it's so much nicer every day. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, waking up, you know, we might have challenges outside the office, but knowing that when we come in here, the energy is, 
is just going to propel us past whatever those challenges may be in the personal side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to mention that the people here are behind us. Mm-hmm. If, if it's 2 a.m., if I needed to, I could call any of these girls and they would be there. And just the gratitude portion is knowing that I'm grateful for them and they're grateful for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that at the end of the day, all the experience I had leading up to this point, um, we all, we all talk about the fact that here we have four women that come to work every day, um, our runner's a man, but he's not always in the office, mm-hmm. and get along and actually enjoy each other, whether, whether we're working or we're hanging out or, or we go off to a seminar, and, and uh, it's, it's like field day every day. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> you really, I mean, field day was my favorite day of the year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whose it wasn't, except maybe people who didn't like outside. But yeah, exactly. I I mean, it is. It's it's field day, and it's just you cannot beat it. Um, I feel when I talk to other people in my position, and they have challenges, whether it's with you know the buyer's agents or the listing agent or or the rainmaker, and Mm -hmm. and I just I come back and I say, oh my gosh, I am so grateful for you guys. I, I am so blessed and just, and they're the same way, you know, um, you can never hear it enough. I know. Yes. <laughs> we do the exact same thing. I will go to my office and chat with an admin who's having a challenge with her team. And I exactly like you, I will come back to my office and say, I am so grateful for you people that you're in my <laughs> and we are the way we are because we're doing it right. Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's probably the scariest part of growing the team is continuing that culture and knowing beyond the shadow of a doubt that that person you bring on is not, is not going to crack that, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just keeping that in intact. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's contagious too. I think it's very hard not to feel gratitude when the others around you are expressing it. Yes, I would agree. Yes. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to switch gears and ask you, what is your favorite app, website, or resource right now? Hmm. So... I have come upon an app from you from what a week ago. Yeah, that was the Mix Max. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And the other would be Folio. Yeah. I received an email from Google talking about we have this. We could set this up, and I've been playing with both of those simultaneously uh-huh. the last week. So. I have all of a sudden turned into like this tech geek that doesn't know enough, but wants to. And so I keep playing with it. And the guy, and you know, the girls are like, okay, so how many of these are you going to send me? So, you know, and then the, uh, the folio that has the timeline on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's phenomenal. And we've had, which I've only sent it to three people. They were kind of my guinea pigs, but I knew they could handle it. Mm-hmm. And these clients Loved it. Love that they have resources. Love that they have our contact information. Love that they have this timeline. And since we're now going to use that moving forward, we will obviously add to their timeline on the folio. 
but both of those are awesome Excellent. so far. Excellent. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I, I thank you for the mix facts. I'm like, yeah, oh my absolutely. goodness, we can schedule meetings. This is phenomenal. This is one. That's one of those apps that I had to hang my head and do a. Um, you were right type of thing. Oh. <laughs> my, my buyer's agent was using it a year before I actually started using it. And um, he's like, you can check this out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I will. And then never did. And, um, when, when Boomerang, which is what I was using, became different or I had to pay a certain amount for it or something. I can't remember what it was. Um, so it was out the door. And that's when I, that's when I gave Mixmax a chance. And I was like, I'm such an idiot for not using this an entire year earlier. Because <laughs> it is just so cool. I do love it. Oh, I love mm -hmm. it. Well, and I had always had the buyer's agent schedule their own. Mm -hmm. And and so today I said, you know, Ryan, I sent out the first one yesterday so I could send out yours. Give me a couple times. And so she's like, yes, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> awesome. That is so cool. Well, good. I, um, I have really enjoyed this conversation, Branda, and thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed for my podcast. I so appreciate it. Oh, well, absolutely. I was very flattered that you'd ask, and thank you, Kay, for, for recommending me. Yes, <laughs> Kay Blonde, our favorite coach. Very cool. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, and I will be chatting with you again very soon. Very good, and I'll, I'm sure I'll see you on Facebook. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. You Thanks. take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye.